What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Hello. And Jared Buckendall. It's a me. I got a question. Has uh, any celebrity <laughs> done anything for Juice like OJ did to Orange Juice? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, okay. It, it's not so much Juice, but do you think what OJ did for Juice is... Is it comparable to what Cosby did to Jello Pudding Pops? Oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Oh, that's nasty. Getting off to a good start. I wasn't sure if that's what you were getting at. Or is are you saying OJ helped Juice? I don't know. I guess I was just thinking, I, I don't know. You know what? You did what you did. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, we're off to a good start here. This one's on you, man. I, you know what? That that doesn't seem very fair, but I'll wear it. Okay? I Holy wear shit, it. man! This is gonna be a good one. I just, you know what? I'm not gonna explain myself. I think people will get that one. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. Hard cut to a tomb, and it says, "Here lies any career Cody was about to have." Uh, note to self: Let's go ahead and take that joke out, Cody. Yeah, go ahead and edit that one out. I don't think they're going to like that one. For those who don't know, Cody works at Baskin Robbins. So if any complaints <laughs> about you know, anything he said, take it up with him. 31 flavors. <laughs> that's all I know about Baskin Robbins. He may have said bank before, but that's just what he refers to the freezer as. Because, you know, nothing's more valuable than those 31 flavors. They are locked behind a thick door. So <laughs> it's comparable. Oh. Okay, I got a question. Do they only ever have 31? Like, what if there's a new flavor on the market? Do they revolve them in? How does that work? One has to be murdered. Oh, one has to be. They put them in a battle royale, and whatever the toughest cream comes out wins. <laughs> yeah. Baskin uh, breaks a pool cue over his leg and throws it in between them. Oh, no. <laughs> and whoever comes out of that room afterwards becomes the 31st flavor. And then as you murder more and more other flavors, you get to the top of the list and so no one can challenge you until they've beaten everybody else and that's why strawberry is the hardest motherfucking flavor of ice cream <laughs> that there is out there you don't want to fuck with strawberry, straight up dude. how has baskin robbins not gotten into a mortal Kombat fighting game yeah. where that is the premise would it be would it be mortal combat or M mortal cream bat <laughs> <laughs> i think cream Definitely bat the second is one. <laughs> running away with it quickly and even if it's not Mortal Cream, even if the idea, even if what the Cream Bat is, isn't the Mortal Kombat Baskin Robbins tournament, there needs to be a Cream Bat. I think it yes, one hundred percent, the elusive Cream Bat. I think it would be an immortal Cream Bat, though. It, it, it would haunt a small town. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Are you picturing like a flying bat with wings? <laughs> Um, I was thinking a baseball bat. Yeah, me too. Well, okay. I guess that would work too. But yeah, I was definitely thinking about a bat. <laughs> I just like, a, like like a white bat. With, like a bat with an udder? No, he's, no, it's he's just like the one that's creamy. Like dripping cream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's of cream. Like, he, the like bat he landed is. in something. Like he's constantly melting. Yeah. <laughs> he de it defies logic and physics. Is he white science. at least? Like, yeah, oh, he's, a, he's like he's like say, uh, he's like one of those uh, cream savers. <laughs> Dude, those things were the shit. Just a melting bat would be terrifying. I don't want to see that. 
Well, don't live in the small town that the, the immortal cream bat, what is it? Immortal cream bat haunts. Yep. Don't live there. Move out. I mean, or you could try to move out. Immortal cream bat's coming for you anyway, so you're just delaying the inevitable. It's an unkillable cream bat. Yep. Yeah. Some say that if on a quiet night in the town that I haven't named yet. Well, the, the obvious name. It's dairy, right? Oh. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Nice. Nice. Okay, so in Dairy, Maine, if you listen quietly at night, you can hear the immortal cream bat saying, I am the cream. <laughs> Very scary. Very scary. Actually, interestingly enough, bats nocturnal. You should not be having dairy at night. Uh, it's bad for you. <laughs> not good. Not good for your digestive tract. No, unless you're trying to have diarrhea, then you know. <laughs> It'll go straight to your thighs, and then you'll explode. Speaking of diarrhea, or what did you just say? <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, diarrhea. Yeah. If you're if you're a cream bat, you have too much of that cream. You might you might take celluflite. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> if I I saw a cream bat one time. And I let out the most blood-curdling scream oh, ever. No. <laughs> cream bat, we're off to a great start. I think I'm. Uh, I'm glad we put a lot of distance between that that joke I made earlier and mm. the current time because cream bat is obviously going to be the main thing people take away from this episode. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. If you didn't know already. We eat a lot of cream at night and are therefore socially constipated. Jared and Seth and I are back here on the flagship show. Last week we launched season two of Socially Constipated, so we're really excited to be in the new system. So happy Tuesday if you're seeing this on launch day. If you're seeing this on launch day, tomorrow, Gridiron Grunts goes live. Check out links in the description so that you can join. We're going to do audio live. This is on Wednesday, February 9th. 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We are going to be recapping the playoffs and the season as a whole, previewing the Rams versus Bengals from Los Angeles, Super Bowl 56. And there will be some really fun surprises and things in there. So if you want to get your hot takes on the air, make sure you join us. I think we'll be out there on Twitter spaces. We may be on Spotify stream as well. So keep an eye out on the description box. We'll have links to that so you can come participate. If you're not interested in the football and are more interested in hearing about the upcoming film Moonfall, which we are very fucking excited for. Ooh, yeah. No, that's, that's a we as in you and Jared we. No, uh, that's a we as all, all of us. No. Yep. Moonfall. We're going to talk it's about it on terrible. Wednesday, February 23rd. That's going to be our live entertainment outhouse. Again, that's 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific. That one's going to be on J Buck Studios' YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. So make sure you join us there. I think we'll probably do some giveaways and things there. We're backed up on prizes, so make sure you come join that one. In the meantime, don't forget to head out to sociallyconstipatedpod.com. That's where you can find uh, links to all the shows. You can find our social media profiles, which you'll want to follow and interact with for more entries in our giveaways. Uh, you can also become an anchor wanker if you want to kick you. us a couple of bucks a month. And of course, if you join the mailing list, uh, you're going to be the most up to date on all things socially constipated. So lots of ways to interact and engage with us. We hope you utilize them, including a couple of live opportunities to speak with us on the air throughout the rest of February. So really excited to have that. 
we are going to get into the show proper because you know the show ain't proper until we check in with WWE legend, the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik, we know he has a lot of weird quirks, a lot of a lot of weird routines, but he likes to keep things simple in his life. We know he he likes to enjoy cold beverages, but we also know that he likes to watch football. But when there's no football on, he he likes to go back and and watch some uh, mystery programs. He says, "Time to drink the ice cold beer and watch the Jessica Fletcher solve the fuck out of crimes." Is this Who's a show? Jessica Fletcher. You don't know who Jessica Fletcher is? No, please inform me. I'm pretty sure that's Murder, She Wrote. Oh my god, it is Murder, She Wrote. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. How did you know that? Did you watch that show? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I th- I've just heard it, I think, on another podcast or something. But yeah, Jessica Fletcher. Weird. That's such a weird... Wow, good for you, Shiki. Sometimes I forget well, that Shiki F. Baby is a very old man. He is. Uh, Mercy Road is a, the sh- a show for very old people. I've only ever seen it on in the afternoons on during like, the summer. On Ion. <laughs> wow. Well, I do have a couple other Shiki uh, Tweet alternatives uh, that I liked. I'll read these ones out as well. Ooh, bonus. Shiki this week. A couple songs that he uh, wanted to to kind of elaborate more on. First one, he says, fuck the cats and the cradle and the silver spoon, especially that jabroni little boy blue. Only respect the man on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a big Kid Cudi fan. <laughs> and then he also said, hey there, Delilah, what the fuck is it like in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, that one man. right there. Obviously, Sheik is missing football already as the offseason approaches, so... Kick him back, watch a little murder she wrote, writing some songs. Hopefully we get that Cheek album coming out soon uh, with all these remakes. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. Should we just make all the songs that Sheik writes? That's easy content. Someone's going to have to learn how to play guitar, and someone's going to have to learn how to yell fuck really loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, Garage band, I'm, man, we can do it. The only thing I'm going to learn if I learn guitar is uh, Smooth <laughs> Santana and, and Rob Thomas. Oh, that's not Oh, let's don't forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> like the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not even certain that the episode where we talked for like oh, 20 no. minutes about that. I'm not even sure we posted that. I'll have to dig up that audio and maybe we'll post it as bonus content. Oh man, <laughs> um, please, because that was a great conversation. Yeah, that was a fun day. That was a fun day for sure. Wow. Well, watch out for Jessica Fletcher, who was played by Angela Lansbury. I did not know yeah. that. But Sheiky uh, Baby, watching the Ion television, waiting for the Super Bowl to come up. So that's what we got for Sheik Tweets this week. I call you a punk. And we're not going to get too far away from the Sheik and Sheik tweets because we've got, for game time this week, a new game that I'm very excited about. And I don't want to steal Seth's thunder here because he came up with a great title for it. So, Seth, why don't you set this one up for us? All right. This game, pretty simple. It's kind of a variation of Factually Bereft. But... This one, so there's three multiple choice options, but this game is based off of some slogans. So I've, I found some uh, funny slogans that were actually real slogans for products. 
Uh, I have three slogans. There's three multiple choice options. They're going to try and guess the correct one. That makes sense so far? I think so. Yes. All right. Cody was mentioning earlier with uh, the relation. Uh, Iron Sheik, he's not a big fan of the... Uh, you know, the, the big big 70s, 80s, and 90s uh, superstar back in the day started in Mr. Mom. <laughs> or not Mr. Mom. <laughs> no, 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 not Mr. Mom. Come uh, on. Mr. Come Nanny? On. No, Mr. Mom was is it? it. It was Mr. Mom. Is it? Yeah. 1983. He was also in Three Ninjas Escape from Thunder Mountain, I believe. No, Mr. Mom oh, no. Michael Mr. Keaton. Mom has Michael Keaton. Yeah. Three Ninjas Escape from Thunder <laughs> he Mountain. He wasn't Three Ninjas. Is it Mr. Is it Mr. Nanny? No, no, it's, uh. Oh, God, what is it? It is Mr. Nanny. Yes. All right. Wow, There's also suburban, suburban Commando, Santa yep. with Muscles, Nomeo and Juliet, Secret right. Agent Club, The Ultimate Weapon. Wow. Quite a filmography for this superstar. Well, we already Someone already said Hulk Hogan. One of us did. So in, in, in honor of that, that superstar, the name is Hulk Slogan. As far as Hogan goes... Tell you, dude. Hulk slogan. All right, these are all <laughs> three slogan, real. <laughs> these are all three real. Should I ha- try? Like, should should I say all these slogans in Hulk in a Hulk Hogan voice? I, I feel like it's only uh, only right. It's, I, mean, I too. Great... I also support the idea. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I, it's not a great impression, but I'm going to do it anyway. All real slogans. You're going to try and guess the correct one out of the multiple choice options I have listed. All right. First slogan: Cheat on your girlfriend, not on your workout. What's more of a Randy Savage? Yeah, tone it back a little bit. A, G, and C. B, P90X. C, Reebok. I can't do that the whole time. I don't know, man. That don't impress me much. What was that? That was for your impression. Thanks. <laughs> so, hold on. The slogan is an actual slogan. This is a real slogan. 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 Slogan or slogoff? <laughs> slogan slogan all right no real it's a real slogan i'll read it for real uh without my awesome impression you keep um, using that sexy voice seth i'm gonna be slogan off over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have some beef slogan off for dinner oh, oh gosh <laughs> all right this actual this is a real slogan you're gonna try and guess the real company or brand or product what that whatever that is guess what it's actually associated with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so cheat on your girlfriend not on your workout is the slogan the options are gnc p90x or reebok man please tell me it's reebok <laughs> reebok is awesome not that someone awesome would say this someone terrible would yeah say this. never uh, this sounds like a gnc thing this sounds very meat heady <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, it's it's obviously between the first two. It's not Reebok. I think theirs is uh, something like... So, uh, this can be from ahead. any time in the past. It's not current. It can be any time at all. Oh. I, 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 will, I, will give, oh. I will say that. So I'm not persuading, persuading you, but if that's your... Okay, so you're saying it's it could no longer be right. a slogan because right. they could, quote, unquote, be canceled because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. The slogan could be slogged out by now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got uh, this guy's going with P90X. So we got a GNC and a P90X. The correct answer is Reebok. Yeah. What? Yeah, I figured. 
you have a date and time of when this was from? I don't. I hope it's like 2011. So don't look it up because there might be some of my the other ones I found in there. I found okay. it off of the list. I won't look it up. Um, it is real though. Cheat on your girlfriend, not on your workout. I have better advice. Don't cheat on either of those things. But do buy Reeboks. <laughs> Reebok makes pretty cool shit. Were you sure you meant Reebok and not Roblox? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. You know what's funny? You you could tell me 10 million things of what Roblox is, and I'd be like, sounds about right. I was I thinking no the same thing. I do not know. I, I know it's massive, but I don't know what the fuck it is. I assume it's kind of like Minecraft, but I, I don't know. Is it a show? It appears, is it a game? It appears this was 2012 when that Oh uh, my god. No shit. It, wouldn't it be funny if it was 2011? It's that recent? Yeah, 2012. Damn. Wow. Well, you know, I was saying some pretty problematic shit in 2012 too, so I guess we can uh, forgive Reebok for nope, can't. It's past. It's moved on. It's learned a lot of new things since then. It's changed its ways. You can't just be digging up old Reebok tweets, Seth. <laughs> By the way, it's a video game. Roblox is a video game. It allows users to program games and play games created by other users. So games, games, there's games. that. Hmm. Games, games, games. I like this game, though, so far. Uh, the slogan. This is one I don't know that we're going to be very good at, but (laughs) (laughs) I like the challenge. Next slogan is sitting on faces since 2001. What? (laughs) Is Um... it A, sunglasses hut, B, lens crafters, C, Ray-Ban? I was really hoping you'd say like a celebrity for the third one. (laughs) Bruce (laughs) Belange. Oh, no. I'm sitting on my face. I'm glad that they're all glasses, because that makes a lot of sense. Sitting on faces since 2001. Can you, uh, could you please go through brands once again, please? Sure can. I'll read the whole thing again. You get one one repeat taken away. (laughs) Sitting on faces since 2001. Is it A, sunglasses hut? B, lens crafters? C, Ray-Ban? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to say Ray-Ban. See, at first I want to say Sunglasses Hut, but I feel like they've been around longer than 2001. And Ray-Ban has kind of an edgy, fun, youthful kind of, you know, (laughs) brand image. So, yes, I would say that that is the correct answer. So you're both going with Ray-Ban. I should mention, Ray-Bans sit on my face as well (laughs) and have been for a few years now. Sitting on my face since 2000 and, I don't know, 17 or so? <laughs> well, the correct answer is A, sunglasses hut. What? Are you shitting me? I think you're fucking up. Do they change their slogan? <laughs> it's almost like if one of us says, I'm pretty sure it's not, we should just all switch <laughs> to that answer. That's always yeah. how it goes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ooh, sunglasses well, hut, huh? It's, it's correct. <laughs> Wow, they started in 1971 Um, in Miami, Florida. But they've only been sitting on your face since 2001? Yeah, I don't know about this. How did they get... They were 30 years old when they became sexually active? Is that what you're telling us? Sunglass I didn't start fucking until the new millennium? I don't know, man. Man, that definitely isn't anyone on this podcast. (laughs) I guess it's technically Sunglasses Shack. Um, Oh. 
That's the problem. See, we got a problem here. You know? <laughs> oh, okay, not, whatever. What? Okay, you're telling me. Here, oh, here we go. Jesus. Fine example. Oh, if here I said, we go. Would you, if I said, would you like to go to Pizza Hut or Pizza Shack? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. Well, it's a really good case point. Been denied. <laughs> Parole is not offered. <laughs> Sunglass Shack. And Sunglass Shack is even since 1999. I must be on the wrong website. Jeez. Well, oh, this okay, is cool. I'll, I'll let that one slide. Yeah. So sunglassshack.com. I don't know if this is that website or not, but they have iconic sunglasses from movie and television. Here's Daredevil sunglasses. Here's sunglasses James Bond. Katy Perry's. Kid Rock glasses. Oh, man. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe style sunglasses. Matrix Neo glasses. Oh, Book of Eli. We gotta get Mila some Kunis. of those. There's a lot of these. I could definitely see, and most of these are like 20 bucks. I could definitely see myself just getting a bunch of sunglasses for movies and TV and have that be what I I wear. (laughs) That website website looks like it hasn't been updated since like 90. 91. Yeah, at least 98. Jeez. Since 1999. Says right here. Do you have have to send in your payment via uh, pre-posted? Mail order, yep. Yeah. Sorry, no COD. Did you you guys ever do that back in the day for a brand or a company or anything? Send in payment for something? Yeah. No, no. I couldn't afford stamps. I I remember (laughs) doing it twice, and it was such a weird thing. What did you buy? Once for a three-month membership for RuneScape. (laughs) I remember I mailed in. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) Hit those steel drums. Um, (laughs) It was uh, it was a three month uh, membership for RuneScape, and then another one was I used to get the monthly I think Lego magazine, and I ordered some Legos. Okay. And so, did you send in cash, or did you get your mom to write a check? So we sent in cash. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Which is such a weird concept now. I feel like we did that to order books from Book It a time oh, or two. Oh yeah, that was that would have been the one time I would have sent in, but we didn't. You didn't have to mail it. You gave it to the teacher, and they sent it in. Which the books were probably actually half the price, and they just kept the money themselves. Yeah, no shit. No wonder all these teachers are driving Lexuses now. Lexuses? Yeah. Ugh. Lexi. Lexi? Man, I'm going to have two Lexi. That's how rich I'm going to be. Speaking of Lexi, right. you can cover up your Lexi's by shopping at Sunglass Shack, which has been sitting on <laughs> faces since 2001. Last one. This might be the toughest one yet. We got no chance then. <laughs> the more you play with it, the harder it gets. Okay. I'm sick oh, of this one. Oh, I know this one. Oh, Jared dirty. knows it. Yep, it's Bop It. <laughs> Is it A, Mattel, B, Sega, C, Play-Doh? Ooh. Interesting. The more you play with it, the harder it gets. That is literally true about Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. Play-Doh do be getting hard. Man, whenever you forgot to put the cap on all the way or the lid, yeah, and that stuff was dried out. Oh, R.I.P. Ruined, yeah. Tasted horrible when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a little salt, not too bad. A little spritz of water here or there. It'll do. <laughs> Mattel, see, Mattel is a tricky one because it could be any number of puzzles and toys and shit that were made by Mattel. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a selling point for a game console that it's gonna up its level. As you play it, so... Oh, yeah. Because also, like, does Sega, does that include any game that's on the Sega? You know? Yeah. Hmm. I think it does. All right. And and Sega was pretty edgy back in the day. 
that they were they were they uh they would give uh free councils to college kids and have them play on campus because they want to be the more mature council yeah the more you know folks a lot of people getting hard on college campuses back then <laughs> <laughs> i oh man cody you were giving me a i i you're trying to persuade me. Gross. I'm not going to go with it. I'm going to go with Mattel because I think that this is like a Simon Says game where you keep going and it gets more difficult. I think it's like a 90s. I, I remember the commercial almost in my brain, so I'm going with Mattel. The correct answer is... Sega. Oh, my God. Oh, the baby. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James! Man, I'm getting harder just thinking about it. So you mean to tell me, Seth, that in the 90s, the more you played with it, the harder it got. And then in 2001, it started sitting on faces. And then in 2012, it started cheating on its girlfriend and working out. I think that the answer to the secret puzzle this week is (laughs) Pauly D from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> that is right? correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I have a thing for that? Yeah, we'll do this one. Ding, ding. Nice. I thought you were gonna do the word, uh, the word, whatever one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game. You know what? Sometimes I, I, again, whatever you do, you. But like, working with brands and stuff, the amount of hoops and people you have to go through. How did this get made? It feels like there are there are certain things you see and someone must have been on vacation when that got through. You know what I mean? Because I agree with you. It's like, obviously this had a thousand eyes on it before we saw it. How did it get by all of those eyes? I think someone important was on vacation and everybody else was drunk that day. <laughs> or also it's one of those things where you purposely do it and you're like, we can, we can deal with the backlash, but now everyone's going to be talking about us. So push it through. Yeah. I don't, I don't think brands are that smart though. No. O.J. Simpson is, though. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Lordy. Increasing brand awareness in my new favorite title for a game, if not my favorite game that we have, Hulk Slogan. As far as Hogan goes... Let me tell you, dude. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 we're going to move on from game time, and we're just going to have a little uh, little topic potpourri this week, hopefully uh, freshen the scent in this place in bathroom reading. Sitting on toilet, sitting on toilet. All right, Jared, you got topic number one this week, and I don't know what it is because you're unable to talk to me about it. I cannot talk about these things because I think that people would not get it. Um, <laughs> not necessarily that. Uh, basically, yeah, topic one. Topic one, hit the sounder. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I wrote down, unable to talk about certain things. And this necessarily isn't like, I can't talk about my feelings. This is kind of a specific thing that I'm curious if either of you guys ever have, where maybe you're talking about, you know, uh, a job promotion. You're doing very well. You're in a relationship and your things are going very well. Basically, you can't talk to someone when you're doing, like your life is just going really, really well. 
because you feel like then it's kind of slapping that person in the face and then they're going to feel bad that you're doing good and they're not doing good. Or am I totally looking into this way too much? Because I know for a fact there's times where I only give kind of the the general outline of what is happening to me in certain situations because I feel like the other person is like, nah, I don't want to hear that right now. I think it's a real thing. Yeah, I can definitely empathize there. And I wonder if, I don't know, I'm trying to think if I've had, I think it's the kind of thing that is anxiety talking because when I've been like in a shit mood and someone else tells me something good that's happened to them, I don't feel like, at least I don't remember it putting me in a worse mood, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can definitely relate to having that fear of like, oh, this person's going to think I'm an asshole if they're struggling this month and I have great <laughs> news to share. Um, but I don't know if that really happens. I, I don't remember myself having that feeling. And if I have, it's been more jealousy than anything, which, you know, that's really on that person and not you. But a lot of people in the Midwest, which is where the three of us all grew up, humility is like a very important thing to have. And so you don't want to be the person who's bragging. And, and so that kind of feeds into the same thing, right? Especially in a room full of people who aren't bragging. You don't want to be the only one. But I don't think that's very fair either. You're supposed to be able to talk about your successes. I don't know. This is a tricky one. But I definitely have been there. I don't know what the right answer is. But you're not the only person. I can tell you that much. For me, it would depend on the person, really. Like, if it's someone who, like, only talks about how great they're doing, and then, like, if you also, like, share, like, something good about you know, that you have going on and then they're like, they basically ignore it, you know, and like keep talking about how great they're doing. Then I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking hear from you anymore <laughs> about how great you're doing. But in general, yeah, I, I don't think of that too deeply about it. Well, I mean, I feel like this, like what you're saying, South, it kind of goes back to a conversation that we had like maybe a year ago now where we, or not a year ago, maybe six months with the pet peeves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, like the constant one upper was definitely yeah. like on our Ooh, list yeah. of not yeah, really that, liking. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. someone who wouldn't, who, who like doesn't acknowledge you at all type of thing. Like there's people I've worked with in the past who are like that, where it's like they are just constantly talking about how great they're doing or, and whatever, and you can't also be like, yeah, I'm doing good too, because they just don't acknowledge it, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, it's a thing where, yeah, I I think, Cody, you're saying the, the Midwest humility or whatever I want to not necessarily brag, but I want to do it more often of like, hey, this really exciting thing happened, and I don't want to feel guilty about it. And again, it probably goes to my own personal issues of me just being like, hey, it's it's fine. This person's not going to – they're going to be like, great, you're doing well. These are your friends and family. They're there for you. It's okay, rather mm-hmm. than just completely shying away and not telling anyone anything about anything. Because, I mean – I feel like in my 20s, I was just like, I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing or anything. I'm going to be the man of mystery. And it's not necessarily the man of mystery, but it's more of like, I don't want people to know what I'm doing. But Mm -hmm. also that goes into accomplishments where it's like, why was I hiding that from people? I think it is kind of fun to like my my rule in general on this stuff with people I'm not close to. Cause, I mean, you guys know as well as anybody, uh, the people I'm close to, they know fucking everything that's going on with me. I don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad. So, like, I think it depends on who, how, your relationship with people, right? So, like, people who are close to you aren't going to ever be like, you're a dick because you said this good news to me. I, I don't think that happens. I think even when you're in a bad mood, if, if your friend's doing well, that's exciting for you. 
but with people that aren't that close to me, like people I work with, for example, I don't just go up to them and say things, but I'll answer a question. You know, if someone is like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And I'm like, oh, I went to the NFC Championship game with my dad. That, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of uh, fun to have a kind of surprising answer to something that someone asks you and have them be like, wait, what? And then you get to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's usually been my rule is like, I don't approach people with news about my life, but if they ask, I will share it. But that doesn't really work. That doesn't happen with the people I'm close to. The people I'm close to, I'll just tell them fucking everything. I tell people what I ate today. I have a hard (laughs) time shutting up, but I don't know. I think that's it. I think it depends on the person's relationship to you. And if you don't know what a person's relationship is to you, I bet you can find it out by telling them something good that happened to you. And if they ignore it or breeze past it or get mad at you for sharing it because they had a bad day, I think that's pretty telling about how close they are to you. Because people who are your friends and your family, I think, are always going to be stoked even if they're having a shit day. You know, fair or not, I think that's kind of the expectation we have for people that Mm -hmm. are in the tightest tightest circle. (laughs) Well, you'd hope so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I will say this, social media is a big place for that. I think that's kind of become the outlet for stuff. And I'm, I'm coming up with this thought as I'm expressing it. So there's a chance I don't get this right. But I, what if people that we see on Facebook that are always putting some accomplishment they had and getting likes and stuff instead of what I think of them, which is, oh, braggy much, or, oh, you're just out here hunting for likes. Maybe they're feeling what you're talking about and they don't feel like they can tell people in their lives because they have shittier lives. And they're just like, I got to tell someone this. And so they just put it on the internet. You know, maybe that's Mm -hmm. kind of the outlet and the reason for some of that. You know what? Now, uh, okay, because now I'm trying to hone this in and I'm wondering if I just, and it's not necessarily a me thing. It's more of, you know, like everyone sharing this crazy stuff that happens all the time. And I'm like, stop doing that. I don't, you're doing it to hunt for those likes. But you know what? Maybe I need to not have that mentality because they don't have someone to talk to. So that's their outlet. So that's, oh my gosh, it's a big circle. It's like love. It's not a triangle or a square. It's a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, there could be some truth to that. I'm not saying start, go, start going and posting all of your accomplishments online because I still like that you can kind of move in silence sometimes. I, I, I don't subscribe to it as a philosophy like some of the, like if you look online at some of the like productivity, success, businessman gurus, they're like, move in silence. I think that's kind of a dorky fucking thing to say to people. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's some stuff that you keep personal, but I think the big stuff, it's fun to tell people what you're up to. I also think, where would we be if we hadn't been talking to each other about your YouTube show? Uh, and our podcast. You know what I mean? So I think you find, it's impossible to find other people and have a community if you don't talk about the shit that you do. Because you could go to someone you've known for 10 years and be like, yeah, I was working on my podcast. And they'd be like, what the fuck? You have a podcast? And then, <laughs> and then, and it's like, yeah, I do. I've been doing it for however the fuck long we've been doing the show. Uh, and they're like, oh shit, well, I'm a producer at Earwolf. Why don't we talk about how we can get your podcast on? And you've just been like hiding that forever and maybe for someone you would have yeah. talked to is capable of helping or just would be excited or also does the same thing. And now you have a friend that does that. I've had that at work occasionally where I have an interest and I don't talk about it. And then when I do, people are like, oh shit, we all do that. So let's go do that together now. I don't know. (laughs) Drugs. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most common one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's totally like like in college when you're like, uh, you're in a group of people and someone has to be the first person to say, 
hey, do you guys do drugs? Or like, hey, do you guys, you guys drink beer? And then everybody in the room is like, oh, finally, someone said it. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally. I have to ask, Jared, because you brought it up. Do you have something you want to brag about? Because we love bragging on this show. I don't think I have anything to brag about. I mean, obviously, went to Sundance last week. You know, I, I finally got paid from a couple jobs. Hey. Um, I don't know. Nothing, nothing like huge, you know. Um, Show me the money! <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me. Actually, I do have a couple lotto tickets. I'll check them after tonight. We should. We could be showing that money soon. Wow. The winner was like in Nevada or whatever for Mega Millions, so. I'm well, usually I drive to Nevada to uh, Ooh, get my tickets. So. But hey, that's the luckiest state in the in the union. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Are you sure you're not talking about Nevada? Because that's not far from Jared at all. Yeah, that's Mm-mm. true. That and Jamaica, pretty close. <laughs> Jamaica me crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating a cookie. <clears throat> Better not be oatmeal raisin. Ugh. It actually is oatmeal raisin. Oh man. I'm an adult. Speaking of those... Yeah, because you have no taste. I have lots of taste. And it's good taste. Are, are you I'll sure ta- that one of, your, one of your effects from COVID wasn't lost of taste? Yeah, you'll see. I'll taste you. Then you'll see. <laughs> in, in that spirit, actually, I lately have been working on buying a house. And I'm about to complain about that. And I'm aware of that this is a first world problem. Just getting that out of the gate ahead of time. If anybody out there who's listening to the show is trying to buy a house or has recently bought a house, please comment on this because I need to know what therapist you use. This <laughs> shit is taxing. Just getting your arms around the idea of buying a home is a difficult thing. At least it was for me. So getting to the spot of being like, okay, I'll buy a house. And then going through all the fucking steps that need to be gone through to get one, it's a motherfucker. The problem is, it's not even that complicated. It looks a lot trickier than it really is, but with the way that the housing market is right now, and this is a classic millennial about to complain about baby boomers thing, people who are older than us who have a bunch of money saved are overpaying for houses, and it's fucking up the entire housing market. I don't know what things looked like before 08. And I'm not predicting anything like that again. But I do know part of the problem was that houses that weren't worth very much were being purchased for way more than they were supposed to have been purchased for. And a lot of that was borrowed money loaned out to people who shouldn't have gotten it. Now, I don't think that last part is relevant here necessarily, but where I live in Bend, there's a lot of people with a bunch of money moving to town and they like buy cash and pay way over asking price in order to get their house because fuck it, it's just money and they want the house. (laughs) And it's so annoying because it's like, I am trying to get my first house. And so I'm looking for like a single family home that's just, you know, a certain size and a certain part of town and all this stuff. And twice now I have gotten to the one yard line and then someone with an offer way higher than mine. Like, I don't, I'm not losing by 10 bucks. I'm losing by like $15,000. And I'm already offering over asking price. And it's a funny thing to be like, okay, I think I can do it. And then someone else is just like, nah, and drops a money bag on the table in front of you. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll find another one. It is, I could see how people <laughs> would get discouraged by the housing thing. Uh, and so if you're out there buying, let me know what you did to stay calm about the whole thing. Because Luckily, I'm in a spot where I really like my apartment. I'm not in a hurry to buy a house, but 
it is a, it's a weird world and you start to realize the amount of money people actually have around you it's it's pretty staggering when you're like oh the most money i'll ever spend in my life on something uh, i guess i'll with a shaky hand sign my name on that line and then <laughs> someone else is like i'll take it you know be like take that pen i've got the cash here plus yeah. 50% Correct me if I'm wrong, and again, like, I'm just thinking, like, big purchases. I've made a car. It took weeks, you know, months to kind of find, this was my first car, find, like, the perfect car. You basically, correct me again if I'm wrong, but you have about, like, six hours to buy a house, right? Yeah, it's gotten that way. The certain houses. <laughs> that, that's crazy. Yeah. See, that you're exactly hitting on the strange mindset. And I've been doing this for about a month now. I've toured probably 25 houses and I've made offer house on two of them. And two or three. I don't know. I'm losing track. But that's exactly the problem that I'm having. I'm like looking at a house. I'm like, okay, here's a lot of stuff about it. Let me try to get all the info. Let me see if that works into my budget. And it's sold. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, let me go. let me go tour this other one. Okay, I'm in the house right now. Look, that room's pretty cool. This closet's pretty big, and it's sold. Fuck! Actually, <laughs> twice in the last week, I scheduled a showing, and between scheduling the showing and having the showing, it got uh, an offer was accepted. So shit happens oh my fast. Gosh. And for for something that is so to me something you should be thinking about for a while, mm -hmm. people are always willing to move faster with more money, and. It's a weird thing. Actually, I had one over this last weekend that someone paid way over what I paid. And I was already offering way over what someone was asking. And I was like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> uh, like, I wasn't even butthurt about that one because I was like, obviously, you wanted this house a lot more than I did because <laughs> you just absolutely threw a bag of money at it. And so it's not, it's not discouraging in that it makes me feel bad or anything like that. I just wish it wasn't like that, I guess is the thing. And everybody's got ways of, you know, we're going to accept offers for a week and you, it's like a blind auction. So you make an offer and you want to be aggressive, but you don't want to overshoot what your budget is. And so you could get the place and have overpaid by 20,000 and never know. And you could have, you could have underbid by 50 bucks and also never know. So it's a, it's a weird world to be in, and I wish it was different. Honestly, I wish you could just go online. I would buy a house online <laughs> if it were an option. <laughs> show me the tour. Show me the features. Let me pick a couple shits out, and let me just buy it at the price that it is. You know. But the whole bidding thing, and luckily I have a really cool real estate agent. He's a friend of mine locally, and he's been a really good sport about showing me places and helping me, helping me get comfortable with the whole thing. And so that has been a godsend. But... In a really competitive market, it is a bitch to buy a house. So we'll see. More, hope, hopefully more updates to come. And hopefully I get a new crib sometime soon. But we'll see. But if you're thinking about going into the uh, home buying process or the, the home buying world, make sure you're in a good good spot just mentally before you enter into it. Because it it'll put you in a weird, weird place for a bunch of different reasons. So... Uh, I don't know. Someone out there, send me some good karma or write me a, co a, a comment. Let me know what, what got you through it. I know a couple of our listeners have houses. Let me know what you guys did because it is, it's a, it's a weird, funny thing. I'd rather be buying a car. Honestly, going through the home buying process makes me feel like I could buy a car in about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to train my muscle the... of like, I like it. I don't like it. Here's what I'll pay. 
it's it, and I've had to get quicker and quicker at it. So I don't know. Maybe it'll end up helping me in the long run. I guess the thing is about the house, like the the way my brain works is this thing is X amount. That's what I'm gonna pay for. Oh no, you want forty percent, thirty percent, whatever more. Like I break it down to like going to the store and just buying like a candy bar. It's like, no, I'm not gonna buy that. Well, so okay, well that person's paying for that, so you can't have that. And I'm like, that's just crazy. I'm not gonna do that. But apparently that's what you have to do is uh, if you want a house, you got to act fast and pay way more than you're supposed to. Yeah. I can't imagine selling a house. It's, I don't know if it would be more or less fun to sell a house, but buying one is a, an interesting like a process. Sounds like selling a house would be pretty easy. Well, in this market, yeah. And that's the funny thing is the houses that I'm looking at, a lot of them were bought, the, the current owner bought them between like 2015 and 2018. And houses that were bought, for example, there's a house in my neighborhood that last summer I, I was looking at. This is before I was getting serious. I was just kind of looking around at listings. That house was bought in 2018 for $330,000. It sold last summer, three years later, for $550,000. Hmm. <laughs> and the funny, the, the funny slash potentially scary thing about that is that house is not fucking worth that. It's not. But... Houses, like a lot of things, are really just worth whatever someone's willing to pay for them. So it's not only that you're overpaying for something, you're immediately going to be upside down on it because it's going to get appraised at lower than what you paid. And so unless you have a huge down payment, you're immediately upside down on it, which if you don't know means you owe more than it's worth. And it's not a good position to be in. And I think that's the reality for a lot of people who are in my income level and are going to need to borrow in order to buy the house. If you can just buy the house outright, it doesn't really matter because you immediately get that back in equity. I don't know. It's like if I said, hey, do you want a PS5? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, that's $900. Well, no, uh, it's not. I, I, It only costs $500. Well, no, but this one's $900. Well, I'm not going to pay that. Oh, then you can't have it. Yeah, but well, it's over here, it's 500 bucks. Well, they're sold out. I, I have one. Well, can I give you 850? No, this other guy's gonna give me 1200 for it. So eat shit. See you later. <laughs> oh God. It's a crazy world, man. It's a crazy world. We need like a what's the car the car vending machine? Carvana. Um, Carvana. Yeah, we need those for houses. I don't know how you do it. I guess you'd have to do you mobile do homes. You just do it like a giant, one of those giant Gatorade machines, like that has it rolls oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> you just do it with houses. Have you ever thought, uh, Cody? Have you ever thought about three uh, D printing your house? Ooh, there you go. It's not a bad idea. I need yeah. a three D printer. They're doing it. But can the material be made out of chocolate? Ooh, chocolate. You could, yeah. Might be a little cheaper. Might not be as uh, as uh, sustainable. We have hot summers here, so I don't know if that's yeah. gonna work out for me. Reinforce it with graham cracker walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if a couple cream bats land on the house, I could have myself a dessert. Oh, oh man. That'll really <laughs> stick things together. Oh, boy. <sighs> well, speaking of house buying, segue. I don't know if, if you'd be interested in this one, Cody, but the Nightmare on Elm Street house recently sold for $3 million. Whoa. Uh, also, side fact, it apparently came with the house, that uh, Bo Burnham's guest house that he filmed... Yeah, inside, inside in. in, right? So I don't know if he lived in the Nightmare on Elm Street house or there was some weird deal that was made, but that house apparently is like super famous because now it had like it had uh, it was in on you know in in Nightmare on Elm Street and then also in Inside. That being said, though, one if you had the opportunity to buy and live in a horror house such as Nightmare on Elm Street, 
the one from Halloween. Hell, even you can go live at Camp Crystal Lake by Camp Crystal Lake. Would you do that? Or B, how much would you charge an, an individual ticket if you were to do it as an amusement uh, attraction instead? Hmm. Dude, as an Airbnb, you would make a fucking killing. Oh, hell this. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if other people were afraid of the house, then that might keep the cost low. But I don't think there are enough people that would be afraid of it because it's a movie. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, it's like more. Like, probably this $3 million is like too much. Um, but the name is helping it. But there are other ones, like if it was a real murder, <laughs> then <laughs> then you'd be saving money, but you're paying extra here. And yeah, this NPR article confirms what you said, Seth. The Bo Burnham inside was shot at the guest house of this house. The house is actually in LA, even though uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street was set in Ohio, in a fictional town. So this is real. I'm wondering if someone bought this. I'm wondering if you asked the owner, hey, did you buy the... Uh, Freddy Krueger house, they'd be like, nah, I bought the Bo Burnham house. You know, like, I wonder what was the driving, what what caused them to want it? Um, because mm-hmm. having the Bo Burnham inside house would be pretty interesting because of what happened there. Because I don't think they shot, they didn't shoot the interior of this. I think it was just the exterior. But you could stand in the spot where that art was made. That, that would be pretty cool. But I don't know if I'm buying this other than to rent it out to people who want to stay in the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Uh, added to that is there any house that you guys would like not even outside of horror like just any famous house whether it's a set or an actual house that like if you could buy and live in is there one that you'd want to Ooh. maybe that 70 show house i was thinking of that one yeah that'd be one that i think that like that's first thing that comes to mind a lot of iconic sitcom houses i would say yeah this is a this is this is weird i the house in malcolm and marie i thought was really cool uh, which I know I'm the only one who keeps coming back to this movie. Specific. Yeah, I, I just remember the the because they're walking around that house as they're yelling at each other throughout that movie, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty cool. Other than that, the Full House house, I bet that one would be cool in San Francisco. That'd be big. I think that one was like, just in the news not too long ago for some reason too. That might have just sold. Yeah. The thing is, okay, are you? I guess th- th- this brings up another conversation: the the actual house or the house that was portrayed in the show. Because, Either like, one. that full house house well, had, like, a big main floor, like, three or four bedrooms, and then an attic, and then another well, basement mean, if, with a studio. Right. I mean, like, if you could, if that could be a house you could live in. Like, I'm not saying oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be a real, because that 70s show isn't, like, a real, you know, that's not a it's real It's real house. to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it would be interesting to go through a list of, like, what houses are actual houses you could buy and which are just sets. Or which ones, they shot the exterior, and then they shot the interior on a set. The Overlook Hotel in The Shining, for example, the exterior of that hotel is it's, it's at Park. it's the Timberline Lodge in Oregon. Mm. I've driven by oh, it a number okay, of times. That is. But it was inspired by the the interior was inspired by a hotel that's in Fort Collins, Colorado. No, not Fort Collins. Is it Estes Park? Estes Park. Is that yes. What I was thinking of? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Stephen King stayed at that hotel and was inspired to write The Shining. But none of it was actually shot there. The interior shots were actually shot, I believe, in England. And I only know this because a couple summers ago I was in Estes Park and I went to the ho- the hotel that, that was there. And I was like, this is where they shot The Shining. And then I was proved wrong, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember every time I was proved wrong. So that, that one sticks out. Mm. What about the house? Oh, Home Alone House, right? That's got to be the one. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, didn't that just come on the market or somewhere you could rent yeah. an Airbnb for like, it was like 
a really cheap amount per night or something? I think so. There's been a couple of those. Who has like a really cool techie? I think a lot of kids growing up that are that were our age were the the apartment in Hey Arnold that had his bedroom. Hey Arnold. I know everybody wanted Hey Arnold's bedroom. I'd buy the shed from Jimmy Neutron. That one was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, I got one. Pineapple House. Oh, that's a good ah. one. Actually, I'd rather have Squidward's Easter Island House. <laughs> Patrick's seems the most comfy. No, um, <laughs> the, the I want to live in a giant bone, uh, a cat dog's house. Or fish. Oh, that was that's awesome. I was gonna wait. Was it a fish or was it a bone? I oh, this is one of them. Uh, or a the, hydrant. What's the name of uh, Mandela effect? Yeah, there we go. The Steve Ooh. Mandela effect. Yep, the Steve Mandela. Yeah. Oh, it is, oh, a, bone. It is a bone. What the fuck? <laughs> wait, what? It's a fish and a bone? Holy crap! It's a show about a cat and a dog. Are you that surprised? <laughs> yeah, but how'd they stitch it together? The interior, you know. I guess I don't know. I need it even has a little plan. awning you know, oh above the door. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no. I, hey, if any artist is out there, here's a free idea. Do floor plans or interior of cartoon houses. People would buy them. This one has a nice little yep. balcony. It's got a couple of windows. Chimney. People like chimneys. Uh, nice little awning over the door. Looks like some terracotta roofing. Uh, nice little landscaping feature out front. And an umbrella in case you want to Get outside and catch some rays. Looks like there must be a little patio in the back. They've got a couple trash cans here, but you can move them. There was also always a ladder leaned up against the cat dog house, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I think only felines are allowed on that that back area because it's the catio. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Wow. That one was pretty good. (laughs) I feel like we're definitely missing some iconic homes, but I think we had a pretty good list. That 70s show would probably be the one that I was thinking of, but yeah. uh, other than that, yeah. If you bought the That 70s Show house and it had been updated with new uh, new shit inside, would you then go back and get the furniture and the decor and repaint it oh, and stuff yeah. to look like it? Yeah, you'd hell have yeah. to. For the basement, at least. Yep. How about your mother? <laughs> Either Ted and Marshall's apartment or preferably Barney's apartment. Barney's apartment's fucking sick. <laughs> Had secret his, I feel like his was too <laughs> modern clean. Because, again, he was never there, but everything was just too in its place. I don't know. He had the best apartment. That's my style. Not not that I'm that neat, but I like that style. That modern, clean, sharp lines, black, white, gray, metallic shit. That's 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 what Ko was looking for. But, yeah, the, the other ones are pretty cool, too. The, the Marshall and Lily apartment. That would be the one that I think most people would would gravitate toward i'm sure there are others this is a good one we'll put this out in the uh in the spotify questions uh let us know what iconic house you would want to live in and also let me know how you stay sane while you're trying to buy a house not only did we talk about house buying but car buying i think came up uh, a little bit ago while i was complaining (laughs) and uh you can't get a car without having a license plate as well Random shit I'm looking at and finding. I saw that there was a list that Florida recently released of rejected license plate requests. I want to see if you guys, for one, can kind of guess some, and then I'll read off the the, the list. What are, what are some uh, li- rejected license plate suggestions or, or requests in the state of Florida? I am going to guess... One of them is, I don't know how many letters or numbers, you know, they have, but it's zeros and O's. That's it. Ooh. Okay. I don't see that one. Ooh. Okay. 
I was gonna guess like ass man or <laughs> six nine six nine six nine. <laughs> you're, you're closer along those lines. Yes, there there's some of those in there. Yeah. Um, is one titties? <laughs> no, that'd be funny, but no. Shitbox. These um, are pretty specific, uh, but you can keep guessing if you'd like. I don't know. I bet, I bet it's a bunch of vulgar ones, right? Like, yeah. um, you mentioned 69. There was uh, the number four, and then ever, and then 69. Forever I mean, that's 69. Banned? Forever 69? Yep, yep. There's also just simple Dr. 69. <laughs> <laughs> that should be allowed. Doctor. Come on. Dr. 69. <laughs> Let's see. We're talking about more, uh, yeah, vulgar stuff. There's V nasty. There's uh, I fart. There's <laughs> How are these rejected? This one's my personal favorite. Nuts. N u u u t s. Fart. F a a a r t. T Bundy. Someone tried doing T Bundy. Oh God. Uh, and then meth, but with a three instead of an E. Oh, my so God. M3TA. <laughs> There's 2020 WTF and then Yas Queen, Y-A-S-S-Q-W-N. But, like, Yas Queen was rejected? That's <laughs> annoying. Some of those, why are they banned? Nuts. Yeah, yeah that I feel is like pretty nuts would be. Let nuts, you know, let that one be. That's just funny. Are there a lot of them that are like names? Like what it like Brady Twelve? Is that one a reject? These these ones were uh, the like it looks like the most you know most common attempted. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. But Titty yeah. Wagon. T T Y W G N. That'd probably get by because people would probably probably think that's like an acronym for something. See, that's I, I have enjoyed seeing seeing and hearing about some where if you know it, it's obvious, but you could sneak it by someone. Like, you might not notice mm-hmm. that it said Titty Wagon. There's famously in the movie Jeepers Creepers, the the Creeper, and I don't know how the Creeper got a personalized license plate, but he drove around in this big truck and he had beating you on the license plate. And then later on in the movie, it's revealed that <gasps> it's Spoilers. be eating you. Oh, no. Actually. Oh. Yes, he is a cannibalistic supervillain. Yep, watch out for that bus franchise. Yeah, he's gonna eat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, I hate to say it, but you know that he had to at one point. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, dude, because he probably saw someone that had a good ass, and he you're was like, perv. "I gotta have it." Oh man, you're a perv, <laughs> man, Jared. What? <laughs> well, you don't know the premise. Doesn't he eat something, and then he gets it? Yeah, he has to eat eyes I, so he can yeah. see. I don't know what freaky movies you're watching, Jared. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll I send know. you some links. Uh, <laughs> check, the, check the description, folks. There you go. Links in the description to Jared's uh, fan fiction movie that he shot where he's the creeper. And uh, <laughs> you're going to love that. I really like feet. <laughs> yes. And buttholes. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. says we have to say that. <laughs> Eating butts, getting our license plates rejected, buying some houses, and, and humble bragging. This week in bathroom reading. Sitting on the toilet. Now flush. Well, you know that means we are just about finished with this week's episode. But before we go, I'm gonna leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. 
So I don't know if you guys have heard of this. I would bet maybe Seth has. I was cruising for a book, uh, an audio book. Oh. <laughs> cruising for a bruising. I was cruising for an audio book and I found one in the philosophy section that caught my eye and I picked it up, but I haven't read it. Did you guys know Michael Schur, the creator of The Good Place and, I don't know, Parks and Rec, Rec, couple other really good, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So he actually wrote a book that kind of expands upon the philosophy of The Good Place called How to Be Perfect, The Correct Answer to Every Moral Question by Michael Schur. Oh, it just came out. That's why I hadn't heard of Whoa. it before. 2022. I just spotted this. Seth, had you heard of this? It seemed like the kind of thing that not. you'd be all over. Yeah, no, I had not I had not seen that. I'll do the audio and let you guys know if it's any good, but I was very attracted to it because I'm sure it's going to be funny and I yeah. like philosophy. And the philosophy in The Good Place, if if you haven't watched it, is really awesome. It's an incredibly deep show for how goofy is it, goofy it is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a try and I'll, I'll come back with a recommendation if it's any good. I wonder if he uh, reads it, too. I believe he does. And actually, I know he does, and a lot of the Good Place cast does a little bit of uh, vocal Ooh. work for it as All well. All right, well, this one, I, I think this one's definitely something I'm, I'm looking hmm. into. I might be able to gift it to you. Well, I don't know I don't know how it works in Audible, but I might be able to do that. I'll, I'll look at it. Wait, so is this book in regards to actually how to, like, maybe a self-help thing, or is this more of a comedy towards the show thing? It's a philosophy book. I, I don't know oh, whether or not... Oh, it's an actual, not... like... It's actually huh. just philosophy. I think I read something that said it includes some philosophical ideas that he researched for the show but then didn't end up using, but also some in the show. So I don't think it's directly about The Good Place. I think it's meant to be a philosophy book, but it's going to have comedy in it because it's Michael Schur. So it seems like a good kind of middle ground between those two things because a lot of philosophy books are really hard to read just because of the language in them. So I'll report back on this for sure. I'm excited to get it started. All right, my one more thing is just just living living in the present, you know? Um, and it's kind of funny because I feel like, what, two months ago, I was like, these next 12 months determine the rest of my life. And it's like, you know what? They don't. They really don't. Um, <laughs> and I think it's a thing that, like, the last month and a half, maybe, I was, like, in my mind thinking of these things that are going to, you know, potentially happen or or come my way and it, it builds up this kind of you know crazy anxiety and I was kind of missing the day-to-day kind of things that were happening hell I think I've been doing this my whole life to be honest and it's not a thing where it's like okay yeah for forget about you know prepping and go and spend all my money right now no like you still have to kind of prepare for that a little bit and whatnot but I think I need to kind of enjoy I don't know not enjoy life but just kind of be more present in well, what is... I mean, you should enjoy life. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big recommend on enjoying life. You know what? One one prime example, and I do this all the time. When I go out to eat at a restaurant, I usually don't even pick what I want. I pick what I want that's the cheapest. I need to stop doing that. Oh, yeah, I know. When you go out, you got to get whatever you want, man. Your exactly. Treat. treat yourself. And that's the thing is like, you know, if I want two orders of cheese balls, I'm getting two orders of cheese balls. Hell, yeah. That's my life yeah. motto right there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think 2022 is the year of double cheese balls. The year of double <laughs> cheese balls. Dude. <laughs> I think that's what America Jared? needed to hear. Yeah. You're coming down in a few weeks. We're going to go find uh, the best Dude. cheese balls in town, and we're getting oh, yeah. double not orders. The, not, yeah, not the cheese cubes, but some cheese curds and balls. <laughs> yeah, those cubes were too much. 
I love it, man. I'm glad that you are operating on this. I try really hard. It, I think someone told me once, I may or may not have been paying her a very expensive fee to talk to me hourly. And she said, anxiety <laughs> is, is worrying about the future. Depression is worrying about the past. And the only way to have neither of them is to be where you are. And I, I think that's a big part of uh, monk life is just constantly being in the, like the, the, show? the most enlightened. <laughs> yeah. If you want to solve mysteries, even though you have obsessive compulsive disorder, then you're going to want to live in the moment. Uh, otherwise you're going to miss all the clues. Props to you on the, uh, the quick description of monk. You pulled that quick. Yeah. I've never seen a single, like I haven't, I haven't watched five minutes of monk, but it was so heavily advertised when it was on. I, yeah, that's, that's all I know, but I do know that. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Tony Shalhoub. No, this is good. Uh, yeah. Don't get distracted by the Tony Shalhoub of it all. Jared, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm glad you're finding yourself in, with this mindset because it is super helpful. It's hard to maintain, but it's helpful when you can have it. No, I just want some cheese curds. Any any decision that uh, you know unlocks additional cheese curds uh, for you is a decision I approve of. So, cheers. Cheers, yep. We're <laughs> clinking uh, two cheese curds together right now, folks. <laughs> My one more thing, we're talking about TV shows uh, a minute ago. A couple, just want to uh, shout out and recommend real quick. The first one is, if you're looking for like a nice, feel-good comedy, drama, light, I mean, I, it's not really super dramatic, but it's a feel-good show on Amazon Prime called a uh, As We See It. It's a show about Ooh, three yeah. people living with autism. They're all in their 20s, and they are all kind of dealing with different things in their life. One of them is dealing with like, trying to become more self-sufficient. One of them's trying to deal with, like, ha making friends, and the other one's trying to deal with, like, being normal and having, like, relationships. Quote-unquote normal. Is, she, she, she says normal. Like, basically, be someone without autism. So I'm not saying that, like, they're not normal. That's what they say in the show. You'll see if you watch it. So, yeah, that show, It I mean, it does have some, like, you know, touching moments. Definitely teared up a couple times watching it. But it's funny, too. Uh, one of the leads in the show is Rick Glassman, who Jared and I watch his podcast quite a bit, uh, mm -hmm, Take Your Shoes mm -hmm. Off. Very funny, oh, dude. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah! And he does stand-up and stuff, too. Um, he's acted in a couple. Of, he, was in, he was in that NBC show, Undateable. But, yeah, great show. Sosie Bacon's in it. She was in 13 Reasons Why, and also that um, Mayor of Easttown show. And she's Kevin Bacon's daughter. But yeah, great show. I would very much recommend that, especially if you want to feel good. Half hour, I think it's like eight episodes, so pretty quick to get through. And then the other one, currently going, so it's not done yet, but on Apple TV Plus, The After Party. Been really liking this one a lot. Have you heard of this one at all, Cody? Yeah, I have. I, the uh, The premise is fascinating to me, and so I'm, I'm yeah. glad you've checked. I think we might have talked about it last week off the show, and you okay. were stoked on it, and you're liking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Apple TV Plus, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish uh, star, she's a detective, and she ends up at this really rich, rich famous person's house, uh, who's played by Dave Franco. He's fallen off a cliff, dead. She quickly finds out it was a murder, so not, not like a suicide or anything like that. So she goes up to the party and is now interviewing all the people at the party, or the after party. All these people are related to Dave Franco's character through high school. So they were at a high school reunion. They all get invited back to his house, and then he dies. And so the the premise of the show is she goes around and interviews Tiffany Haddish, goes around and interviews each person at the party, and she tells them to explain it to her like a movie. 
And so they each choose a different type of movie to tell the story of the night from the high school reunion to when they showed up at the house. And so, like, one of them's a, uh, like a, a, an action movie. One of them's a rom-com. One of them's like an art house indie. There's a musical. <laughs> like, there's all these all these different styles of, of movie. Um, and the actors in it are awesome. There's, like, Ben Schwartz. Is it Sam Richardson? Yep. Oh, that guy's um, hilarious. Is it Alana Glazer? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yep. Ike Barinholtz. I already said Dave Franco. I always get her name wrong. Zoe Zoe Chow, is that her name? Zhao? Zoe. I always get it wrong. Zoe, yeah. Isn't it Zoe Chow? Yeah. Was I right? And she plays Zoe? Yeah. Is I'm looking Zoe up Chow? right now. Yeah. Okay, I was right. She, by the way, is in Love Life on HBO, which I'm really enjoying. Okay. I like her a lot. She's great. Yeah, there's. I think there's a couple others. There's some random because it's a it's a Chris Miller like Phil Lord, Chris Miller, but Chris Miller I think wrote and directed them. I don't think Phil Lord was involved other than producer. So yeah, it's got that style of comedy, but then with all these different styles of like type of movie and all and all that. Really, really enjoying it so far. So I'd recommend that if you have Apple TV Plus. It's also pretty cheap overall. It's only five bucks a month. So there's a lot of content if you haven't like Ted Lasso and Schmigadoon. Coda's on there. So Swan Song. Yeah, Swan Song. So if you haven't had Apple TV Plus before and, and want a weekend of a lot of good content, recommend all that. But specifically, currently, The After Party. A couple of recommendations from Seth, The After Party and As We See It. JB's living in the present, and I'm going to read that book and let you guys know how to be perfect. I don't think I'm going to learn much. I'm already pretty close. One more thing. Well, that's going to do it this week for our episode Tomorrow night, Wednesday the 9th of February, we're going to have Gridiron Grunts live. Come join us. Give us your takes. Make your picks for Super Bowl 56. And Wednesday the 23rd of February, we're going to be back with Entertainment Outhouse live, talking about Moonfall and probably a couple other movies. So a couple live opportunities to catch us and join into the conversation. Also, Socially Constipated, this show, coming at you every Tuesday now. And what else? Don't forget to hit the website, sociallyconstipatedpod.com. Head out to YouTube and to TikTok and make sure you're following JBuck Studios. At Jared Buckendall. There's lots of content out there and there will be lots of content out there. So follow all those socials, join the mailing lists, become an anchor wanker, all of those happy things. Really appreciate y'all listening in this week. I think we've said it all. So... We're going to wrap up this episode for Jared Buckendall and Seth Ott. I've been Cody Michael, and we'll see you next time. Bye.